Alex, and we are on the 12th episode of the Mental Health Happy Hour. Today we are talking about overcoming depression, and I want to emphasize overcoming because that's the key term in this, because depression is the leading disability for Americans. 10% of us are dealing with depression, and the crazy thing about that is nobody talks about it. And if you wonder why nobody talks about it, I'm going to drop some crazy ass perspective onto you right now that ever since I heard this from this guy's TED talk, I think about it every day because it's the truest shit that I have heard yet regarding depression. So look it up on YouTube. His name's Jake Tyler. And like I said, it's a TED talk all on depression. And he makes the comment that Depression is like the most inclusive club in the world, you know, like you want to be a part of the depression club, like come on in, you know, no member fees, no wait list, like anybody can be a part of this fucking depression club. And what people don't realize is once they become a part of this club, the club convinces them that they are the only member. So if you did not pick up what was just put down by that comment, Jake Tyler is basically saying So many people deal with depression, but once you truly are clinically depressed, it manipulates your brain into thinking you are isolated on an island, nobody understands you, nobody can help you. It it locks your brain down. It handicaps you completely. And that right there is why more people don't talk about it, because they think they're the only ones dealing with it. Or like I mentioned, they just don't think that they're going to be understood. I know, you know, when I struggled with it a lot, I didn't want to talk to people about it because one, I was embarrassed. And two, I'm like, I'm going to explain this to somebody and they're either going to laugh at me or it's just going to make things weird because they're not going to understand why I'm feeling the way I feel because I don't even understand why I'm feeling the way I feel. But you start winning in life when you realize that that's not the case when you realize that the person sitting next to you is probably struggling just like you are but you know obviously in a different instance that's when you start winning because that is why depression is overcoming so many people is like i said you feel like you're the only member of the club so you struggle alone and after you struggle alone for so long it it turns your brain into a robot and you you lose complete and utter control And it truly pisses me off when, you know, people do commit suicide. People have the balls to make the remark of, oh, what were they thinking? Well, you know, they weren't. So there's that. And you say that to people and they almost seem confused. But do you not realize depression is a disease? It can affect, it infect, that's the word I'm looking for. It can infect someone's brain to the point where, you know, When someone has a suicidal ideation that is, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, when they ponder on how they're going to take their life, when that chord hits, you know, when they've been struggling for so long, it's basically like they're a robot from then on out. They have a mission to carry out and that's the only thing that they can do. Nothing you say, do, anything will stop them because, like I said, they're not thinking. They've already made up their mind, and now it's just basically going through the motions. So that is why I'm creating this podcast today, because I want to be able to help you guys get education. I want to help you get perspective. I want you to be able to help yourself before it gets to that point where you're just going through the motions and there's no looking back. 
So the textbook definition of depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. And I'm not going to dive deep on the symptoms, but you guys need to understand that depression is a disease. If you do not cure your depression, it can trigger more physical problems, you know, insomnia, loss of appetite, back pain, uh, digestive issues, and also emotional problems too. Like depression being uncured can basically create more mental illnesses for yourself. Now, the big question everyone's probably wondering is what causes depression? And to be honest, in all the research I did, there is not like a pinpoint, okay, this is what causes depression. And it never will be that way because it can be brought on by so many different factors between things in your body, your genetics, life events. That's why it needs to be talked about more. I mean, it can be triggered so easily, it's freaking ridiculous. Bro, like honestly, I just thought of this, but catching a, a mental illness is way more likely than catching an STD, but yet, you know, you go to college and it's all this, oh, how to prevent STDs, or like you're in high school, like how to prevent pregnancy and STDs. Well, how about we talk about how to prevent depression, which you can't truly prevent it, but you can live your life and accommodate things into your lifestyle to keep you from suffering as much as a lot of people do. And for a while, it was actually thought that depression came from a chemical imbalance in the brain when actually research suggests that depression doesn't spring simply from having too much or too little brain chemicals. There's actually three points that they hit on that they truly think depression stems from. The first thing is genetic vulnerability. And I think that's one that I don't know if people really think about it, but I mean, it's like if your mom's bipolar, there's a good chance that you are also bipolar because it's hereditary, like mental illnesses can be passed down. The second thing they say that triggers depression is stressful life events. You know, the passing of a loved one, a car accident, um, financial hardship. There's a lot of things that can go into stressful life situations that can throw you into depression as well. The third thing is what I'm gonna kind of get into a little bit because I think it's really cool and it's the science that has been proven thus far to trigger depression. And chemicals are involved in this process, but it's not a simple matter of one chemical being too low and the other one being too high. Instead, many chemicals are actually involved working both inside and outside of the nerve cell. And there are millions and even billions of chemical reactions that make up the system that's responsible for things like your mood, perceptions, and how you experience life. And as complex as this is getting, you can understand now how two people might have similar symptoms of depression, but the problem on the inside, therefore what treatment will work best, might be entirely different for each person. And that's why I'm not going to knock antidepressants, but they work for some people and they are a pain in the ass for others because when you're dealing with nerve cells in your brain, that's just too much science for me. That's the thing. I mean, it's really hard to find the right medicine for you. Some people are really lucky and it's not that hard of a trial to figure out what works best for them. But that's the thing is you do have to endure trying to find which medicine works best for you. And you can't know that off the bat. So it does go through a trial and error process. And the only thing that makes me nervous about that is the side effects of when it doesn't help you 
I, I haven't gone through that process. You can refer back to the antidepressants episode we have to get more insight on that. But, you know, this is why it's hard to find the correct medicine to fit what you need help with. So gearing back on topic, if you didn't know this, certain areas of your brain help regulate your mood, nerve cell connections, and nerve cell growth. So the functioning of nerve circuits have actually shown to have a major impact on depression. So you have these little chemical messengers in your brain that help one cell in the brain communicate with the other. Basically, when you deal with the chronic stress that comes with depression, you lose some of those connection communications between the nerve cells. And then the communication between these circuits become either inefficient or they get really noisy. And because of the noisy communication in the circuits involved in regulating your mood and emotion, scientists actually think that loss in these synaptic connections contributes to the biology of depression. This brought to conclusion for scientists that the answer may be that mood only improves as nerves grow and form new connections, which is a process that can honestly take a few weeks. The coolest thing about this new scientific finding in terms of depression is the fact that it's actually allowed for treatment to evolve. So they have this treatment called ECT, which stands for electroconvulsive therapy. Oh my gosh, that has been a pickle for me to freaking say. But ECT is a procedure that's done under anesthesia, and what it does is it sends small electric currents through your brain, intentionally triggering a brief seizure. And they do this because it seems to change the brain chemistry that can actually quickly reverse the symptoms of certain mental health conditions. And it's proven that this will help improve the communication between brain cells, which typically they say it's not like you just go once and, you know, one and done. They recommend anywhere from like six to 12 treatments. I can't remember how often. I want to... I can't remember how often though. Regardless, it's still so cool to see how we are evolving towards so much more innovative treatments for mental health, especially for depression. With it affecting so many people, I think that's the one we need to focus on most right now to be able to find better treatments for people. So now that you know what can cause depression, let's go over if you really even have depression. Because there's two things that people don't realize, you know, there's a difference between depression and just feeling depressed. And then there's also a difference between if you're depressed or if you just have a terrible fucking life. And that sounds so harsh, but I'm about to go over the symptoms of depression because if you were to go to a therapist, they would deem you as clinically depressed if you had five of the depressive symptoms for two consecutive weeks. That is seriously the criteria that they stand by. So buckle up because we're gonna figure out if you are depressed or if you just have a terrible life. Symptom number one of depression is a low mood. Number two, loss of interest in things you normally enjoy. Three, loss of appetite. Four, feeling worthless or excessively guilty. Five, poor concentration. Six, restlessness or slowness. Seven, loss of energy. And eight, reoccurring thoughts of suicide. So if you have five of those symptoms and you've had them for two weeks or more, that is how you get diagnosed on if you're clinically depressed or not. 
And the craziest thing about depression is that it has a physical manifestation inside of the brain, and this has actually been proven. There was a post that I put on the Mental Health Happy Hour Instagram page. Um, I think it was a post by NAMI or either the Happiness Project. One of the two, but they basically did a side-by-side -side comparison of a person that wasn't depressed and what their brain looked like and a person who was depressed and what their brain looked like. Boy, and when I tell you the depressed brain looked like some smoker lungs because of all the gray stuff on it, I tell you what. But, but that's how you can visually see depression in the brain and that's what they were showing. You know, someone who wasn't depressed, there was no gray matter. You know, you could see all the colors, it looked all lively. But then the depressed brain had so much gray matter in it. I mean, you could tell. Like I said, it was like smoker lungs, but on a brain. And being able to see that is cool and all. But if we're being honest, that, that's what doctors see. You know, if you want to seek treatment, those are avenues you can go down. But I don't, I don't want to say nine times out of ten. But honestly, I'm going to say nine times out of ten. You know, people are dealing with depression and we don't see that. They don't go to the doctors to see all this gray matter in their brain. At a naked eye, like we see people, we don't see the gray matter in their brain. We see a smile on their face and we assume, okay, yeah, they're fine. So now you know what the symptoms of depression are. We're going to see if that's what you're dealing with or if you just have a terrible life. Because... And I'm not trying to sell people short. I'm not trying to discredit your thoughts and feelings, you know, and what you're going through. But let's use Twitch, for example. He was a dancer on So You Think You Can Dance when I was a little girl. I was infatuated with Twitch. I have followed him ever since he was a runner-up on that show. And as long as I can remember, he's always been a celebrity that's happy and positive and, you know, even pushes and talks about mental health. You know, nobody would ever think something's wrong. He has a smoke show of a wife. He has kids that probably adore him. I mean, he has everything he could essentially want. And then to so many people's surprise, he takes his own life. And that's... That's where this conversation of, are you depressed or do you have a terrible life? Because I know a lot of people, and I can even get like that too, when everything in your life is going wrong, it's so easy to be like, I'm depressed. But you have to stand back and be like, no, I'm not depressed. You know, I lost my job. I lost my dog. You know, things in your life are happening and that's just fucking life. You have to realize that there are going to be things that flatten you out and life is not about being happy because if you're happy all the time you're you're the anomaly you are the angel baby god sent down from heaven to just walk on little puffy clouds that are pink and made of cotton candy like that is what just no struggle all happiness in life is it's not fucking real Okay, and I've realized I've said the F word a lot. I'm going to tone down. I'm just very passionate and the curse words come out when I get really passionate about things. So what I'm trying to say is if you're going through a hard time and you think you are depressed and, you know, I read those symptoms of depression and none of them really, or at least five of them do not correspond to what you're dealing with, step back and ask yourself, like, do I have a good friend in my life? Do I have supportive family in my life? Do I have a purpose? Do I have goals? And if you say no to those, 
like I said, maybe you're not depressed. Maybe you just need to get, grab the reins on your life better. If you haven't done the work to create the pillars that your life's going to rest on, don't ask why things are going wrong. You have to establish that foundation to build off of. You can't just expect life to be happy and skippy when you haven't created that foundation for yourself. And not to be an asshole, but you have to help yourself. That is the biggest thing. Like, nobody's going to help you in this world. Okay, that's very naive. There are people that will help you in this world, but you can't expect anybody to. You have to worry about yourself. If you are down and out, you can't be upset because someone's not asking you why you're not happy. You need to figure that out for yourself because it's nobody else's problem. And it's frustrating because you really do have to step back and look at that because depression's a real serious thing and it gets a bad rap and it gets people, you know, having the, oh, depression's just a mindset. No, it's not just a mindset. It's people that have a terrible life that think that they're dealing with depression, but they're not. You know, take that. You deserve more. You deserve to step back and realize why your life isn't gelling. And it comes down to two things, okay? And everybody has this choice. Either one, nothing in the world means anything to you. Or two, everything you do matters. And that is some spitting some facts from Joe Rogan right there. And I am going to push this constantly. But until you find a purpose in life, you're going to have a low self-esteem. And I promise you, you're probably going to have a terrible life. Because you can have people around you that love you, that care about you, but you're not going to love yourself until you have a passion, until you have something that you wake up every day and you're like, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to be the fucking best one at it. And without that point of focus, life is just hard to get through because reaching goals brings you happiness. And for instance, this podcast, it was always something I wanted to do. I had really high hopes and dreams and goals of creating a podcast, but it took me two years to put this together. Between learning how to even produce a podcast and then coming up with my own ideas of you know, the name, the, the uh, logo, it's difficult. I even tried selling my podcast equipment because I'm like, this is too hard. I'm not doing this. But I tell you what, the fact that I persevered through how hard it was and overcame all the obstacles, all the, you know, confusion, me not knowing shit from shit, I came out and now I have a podcast that's almost, what, six months? I've been going for six months. And it makes me happy. I feel like I have purpose. It drives me. And there's other things in this world that also drive me and, you know, make me feel like I have purpose because I have a ton of goals, you know, to accomplish in this lifetime. But that's my point is give, your, give yourself a reason to wake up in the morning. You can't expect anybody else to give that to you. And you can't fear failure with your goals because what you don't understand also, and I'm going to be completely honest, I would not be in the position I am, and I don't think I would be as intelligent, okay, just, you know, (laughs) flick off the shoulder right there, but I have gained so much knowledge from failing, because you have to think about it, if you were good at everything and you never failed at anything, how would you learn the hard lessons to be able to go to the next level? And I'm not kidding. I have learned some hard lessons in life. I tell myself, because that's the thing. I, I was one of those kids I always thought I knew better. And it bit me in the ass so many times. And it's it's to the point where I'm the friend. My friends always confide in me because they tell me, they're like, I know you're not going to judge me. 
Because, like, why would I? We all learn lessons in life that make us better. A lot of us wouldn't even become better if we didn't go through these hard times, you know, and learning the hard way. So when you fail and when things go wrong, don't be like, oh, why is this happening to me? Be like, okay, what can I take away from this situation so I never have to go through this again or I never have to feel like this again? And since you live through it, I promise you, you're not going to allow yourself to get down to that point again because you know how it feels. And that's the thing. Nothing can replace that kind of feeling. And the other thing with that, too, I think the biggest lie I think we've been told as people is, you know, we sh- we've been convinced that we should always be comfortable. And when you learn to be comfortable, game over. Because you don't go, you don't push the boundaries. You don't test the limits. You don't do the things that people have to do in order to be successful because nobody's successful by being comfortable. And I'm telling you right now, it sucks to push the boundaries and then end up, you know, you end up falling flat on your face. But that right there builds character. And that builds more character than someone that never fell on their face a day before in their life. As Joe Rogan would say, fuel yourself with your fuck-ups. I tell myself that all the time. When, when stuff goes wrong, let it fuel you to be better. So I'm going to take a quick turn. And people, you might be like, you're hitting deep. But also another fact is if you talk to someone about suicide, it's not going to increase their chance of wanting to do it. It's actually going to decrease it significantly. So... That's why these uncomfortable uncomfortable conversations with people are really important. And, you know, if you don't want to have it with other people, when you're in your low, really low spot, ask yourself, do I really want to die or do I just not want to feel the way I'm feeling? Yeah. I just, I think that's something that's important for you to ask yourself something to reflect on. I know it's really deep and harsh, but like I said, the uncomfortable conversations are important. So now that you have an understanding of what depression looks like, you know, in what just having a life that you're not satisfied with, it will allow you to be honest with yourself to better help yourself. Because if you are truly clinically depressed, Or if you do have a terrible life, there's things you can do to help yourself in both instances. It's just two different things you have to be doing. So that's why you have to first be honest with yourself and say, okay, am I depressed or do I have a terrible life? Like which avenue do I need to go down to best help myself? So if you do deal with depression, I'm going to now go over some lifestyle changes or let me say accommodations you can make to help better your mental health every day. So my first tip is to have a morning routine. And when I say a morning routine, I don't say wake up 20 minutes before you have to leave for work, brush your teeth, brush your hair, throw on clothes, peace out. I'm talking get up like, okay, I'm going to say like an hour early because I have an issue getting up. This is something I am actively trying to get better at. But Waking up in the morning, giving yourself enough time to get your bearings. Like I said, set your intentions for the day. Take a journal and you're going to write the things you're grateful for. You're going to write what you want to accomplish. 
It is actually a proven fact that keeping a gratitude journal and writing in it daily is beneficial for your mental health. Hell, I'll get up in the morning, you know, write down my in my gratitude journal and then start saying my affirmations to myself in the morning. That's another good thing to do. You know, like I said, you're setting the tone for your day. That's really what creating a routine does is it sets you on the right footstep to go out the door into the world. And a big thing with this is do not look at your phone the first thing in the morning. That is the worst thing you can do because you know what? You look at your phone, you get a bad text from somebody, you see a notification you don't want to see, and you know what? That puts a downer on your whole day. I challenge you, and that's the thing, you have to do it in baby steps. Like when I started waking up earlier, I would take it in different time increments. You know, I'd wake up 15 minutes early, then another 15 minutes early, so I was at 30 minutes. So keep inching yourself forward in the time you wake up. Don't don't do it cold turkey because you're gonna hate your life. Don't be like, oh, I'm waking up two hours earlier than I normally do for the first, like, no, that's unrealistic and you're just setting yourself up for failure right there. So that is tip and recommendation number one. Create a morning routine and do not get on your phone. Honestly, I would say until you are leaving your house. The first time I try to get on my phone is when I'm in the car and I am gonna play my music to head to work. So now we move on to tip number two. And if you, if you basically listen to all these tips and you're like, I don't want to listen to what this girl has to say, at least hear me out on this one, okay? Because maintaining a good sleep schedule is essential in maintaining your mental health. Lack of sleep can cause depression if you knew that or not. And you know, everyone has different sleep needs. Everyone just has to find their own. So for me personally, on my iPhone, because there was literally a two week period where I was like maybe getting five hours of sleep. It was terrible. And so there's, I don't know if it's the like timer app with the little clock on it or if it's the health app, but there's something that you can set on your phone to where you put what time you go to bed and what time you're going to wake up and you can make sure you're getting the appropriate hours of sleep and it will be a routine thing every night. So I have mine Monday through Friday when I have to go work at the office. So it puts me in a routine to sleep, you know, a sleep routine essentially every week, which is really important. And if you think I'm just blowing smoke, a study conducted had actually shown that 87% of people with depression who resolved their insomnia saw significant decreases in their depression symptoms. So... I don't mean to be a facts over opinion kind of girl, but the facts are telling you to better your sleep schedule. Okay, so moving on to tip three, if you are not getting the proper amount of vitamin D from the sun every day, you are mistaken yourself, okay? Because if you didn't know this, I thought that this was really cool, but sunlight boosts your serotonin levels, which is a good thing, but it decreases your melatonin levels. So, if you know what mel so serotonin makes you happy melatonin makes you sleepy so that's a good thing because it basically shuts that off and saves it so it can come back to life at the end of the day when it's time for you to go to bed so get out in the sun if you have to go take a walk at lunch i, I don't know what you got to do but if you're having issues sleeping try it let me know write me a review tell me i'm full of shit or that i am a genius, you know, but I'm telling you, there's science to it. Next tip number four, which also helps with sleeping, is getting good exercise. I, if you know me, I'm a gym rat. I love going to the gym. I go to the gym five to six days a week. 
because I just absolutely like doing it. <laughs> but if you don't like going to the gym, there's so many other ways you can exercise. You can walk, you can dance, you can row a boat, you can play sports. Okay, the boat thing was different. I was thinking like water sports, you know, cause that's very physical. I went to Sky Zone with my family and oh my gosh, I needed my inhaler and I almost passed out on the floor after jumping for like two minutes. So that's what I'm saying. Just exercise in general not only helps you get a better sleep at night, but it helps you feel good. And there is also science behind that. Now, number five, as crazy as it sounds, it really does make all the difference. And that is get dressed and get showered. And you're like, okay, like, duh. But the thing is, is, you know, if you roll out of bed in the morning, barely brush your hair, you know, brush your teeth, you're there. You're not going to feel as good as if you showered, put on makeup, did your hair. If Even if you don't put on makeup, like you put on your, a good outfit that you love, sprayed on your favorite perfume. Those things make a difference in your mood, whether you want to believe it or not. Or even if you don't get dolled up, like for a guy, even not for a guy, like my friend Jessica, you know, she'll go take a shower, pull her hair back, throw her clothes on, and she feels like a whole new person. Even if you just wake up and shower every day to get that refreshing feel, do it. Because I promise you, it really does make all the difference in how you feel throughout the day. And I can see how people are like, oh yeah, I shower every day. Like, who doesn't shower every day? Well, shower at the beginning of your day. Let that start your day. And this also coincides with the first tip that I gave. You know, you want to wake up on the right side of the bed. You want to approach the day with every ounce of positivity and feel-good vibes you can grasp. Because then, you know, if you start going through your day and things start getting weird, you're like... I'm not going to let this kill my mood. It's going to be a good day. You know, like you got to tell yourself that you got to reinforce it. Like you've worked so hard to start yourself on a good foot all morning. Why are you going to let some inconvenient thing throw you off? So that's what I'm saying. It, it really does matter throughout the day, personally speaking. And finally, for our last tip is have an evening routine. These are all essential. I keep lying to you every time I say, follow this one, follow this one. They really all are because... Whether you are in high school, you're in college, you're in trade school, you are just in the working world, if you're a mom, if you're a dad, if no matter who you are, life gets so busy. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're so tired from what you did all day. You just kind of go through the motions, if that makes sense. You know, you make dinner, you clean up, and then you just go to bed. You know, very few people... Honestly, very few people take time out of the end of their day to do something for them or to do something that makes them happy. I'm telling you, it's really important because having that thing to look forward to at the end of your day is the difference between a long day at work and being like a good mess. All, all I'm doing tonight is making dinner, doing the dishes, folding laundry, and going to bed. Like, this sucks. Instead of Okay, after work, I'm going to go get this awesome glute pump in. I'm going to make a bougie dinner for myself or I'm going to watch a cool movie. You know, do something that brings you joy. Give yourself something to look forward to. You make everything else in life a priority. You have to start making your own happiness a priority in your life too. That's why I've even talked about it in the people-pleasing episode. Carving an hour or two, you know, out of your day, out of your week 
where you, you don't make any plans, you don't schedule anything. That is your time to do whatever your little heart desires. Heck, I even made myself... <laughs> I found this new skincare routine that requires you to rub, like, a cucumber on your face. And then you do the gua sha, which if you don't know what a gua sha is, it's like... I don't even know how to explain it. You just Google a gua sha and don't ask me how to spell it. Just type it in and then Google will try to assume what you're trying to spell. Just put a facial gua sha. But that's the thing. Like, even self-care. If you haven't looked down the avenue of self-care, it doesn't even have to be that complicated. Like I said, I have a cucumber that I put in the freezer and a gua sha that cost me like $10. And it, it like helps sculpt your face. I don't know. Like I said, just look it up. It's cool. And it gives me something to do to where I'm just focused on myself for a little bit of the day. So all in all with these tips, okay, give your brain time to decompress. Give yourself time where you don't have to do anything important. You don't have to do anything crazy. You don't have to put on a smile. Give yourself time to just be you, relax, enjoy yourself, enjoy what you're doing. Start making some schedules. Give yourself a routine in the morning. Give yourself a routine at night. And then make sure you have a sleep schedule. That one's so important. Make sure you have a sleep schedule. And also make sure you figure out some form of exercise that you can do at least once every day. You know, it, it doesn't matter what it is, but exercise actually can help treat mild to moderate depression. And what it does is it literally just releases chemicals in your brain that helps the nerves and connections in your brain grow. So for me, it's like a win-win situation because I'm growing my glutes and I'm growing the nerve cell connections in my brain. So I, I can deal with having a big butt in a sane mind. <laughs> and then don't forget, you know, put on your favorite shirt, put on your favorite leggings, you know, dress up every once in a while. How you feel is literally reflected with how you look you know if you take the time to you know take a shower in the morning brush your hair brush your teeth put on a nice shirt it shows versus like i said you rolling out of bed and wearing the same shirt you slept in i have two other recommendations for help with anybody struggling with depression um the first one is cbt and it stands for cognitive behavioral therapy and the hard thing about this is it's really hard to find therapists that specialize in this certain thing because what it does is it helps you see your negative thoughts that are going through your mind and it show. basically the therapist will work with you to dive deep into what your thoughts are and then allowing you to understand how those thoughts are affecting you. It, it's it, this is also super beneficial super super beneficial so seeking cbt is if you have access to it totally 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 recommend it but along with the tips that i highly recommend you and, and you have to follow all the tips you can't just pick three of them and then expect to feel better it, it's an effort if you're dealing with depression it's a disease like it's not easy to overcome if it was then we wouldn't be losing people over it but the other thing that helped me personally and i think more people should utilize are call and text lines and i say this because i actually used to work for one way back when before they let you work there until you start struggling because you can't be uh dealing with your mental issues and helping other people with theirs which is 
totally how it should be. And I love the way they conduct these businesses, or I don't even know if you call them these services. You have to go through a lot of training, a ton of training to be able to become certified to do this. And it's not like a paid position. You do it just because you want to do it. And like I said, I think I did it back before the pandemic, back in like 2019, 2018. And it was it, it was really cool. And it was a great it was a great thing I felt like I was a part of at that time. But what you need to realize, those services are there for you to use when you're at your low points. Because I would even go back to use them when I was struggling. Because I'm not kidding, when you are at your low point and you just need someone to talk to, who, you know, you don't know them. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to see you the next day. You know, if you don't want anyone to know what's going on with you, but you want to feel like a weight's been lifted off your shoulders, call one of these lines, text one of these numbers. I'm telling you right now, it will help you so much more than you think. Letting everything off your shoulders onto someone you don't even know. And that's the thing is, you know, for me, I always thought that I would be a burden to people, especially if I would tell them about what was going on with me. But with this, like, you don't know them. Like, this is what they're here for. You're not burdening anyone. So that's the thing is, even if you have that mindset, those services are created to help people like us that have a hard freaking time. And if talking about it's hard for you, because I also know how that feels, find a passion. Find a passion of yours and When your mental illnesses are eating you alive, put your heart and soul into your passions. That'll be the one thing I promise that saves you. So I hope this episode helps you in some way, shape, or form, or at least gives you something to take away from it. Because like I said, if you aren't seriously dealing with depression, a lot of people around you could be. And the more we make it normal to talk about what's going on in our lives, you know, what's going on that people, you know, the things people can't see, not only is it going to make it more common and easier for people to do, but, you know, people are going to feel better about going and seeking treatment, which will therefore better treatments that we have. You know, scientists can't help make better treatments for what we're dealing with if people don't go see doctors and physicians and let them know what's going on all right so that wraps up my episode for you guys on depression thank you so much for tuning in for taking the time to listen to this I hope you guys can take at least one thing away from this that benefits you in some way shape or form whether it's knowing if you're in the sun a little bit more it might help you sleep at night you know as little as that that's why I do this is because I mean, we have all this information out there and I love doing the research because it's something I've dealt with. I've dealt with depression. I know how bad the lows are and yeah, there's, there's really no explaining it, you know? I mean, it's hard to even explain to people and that's why in this episode I contemplated kind of telling my story more, but you know... That's not what's important because we all have our own battles with depression. And they're all the same, but yet they're different. 
and you guys aren't going to learn from hearing about my struggles, but you'll learn about what I've done to improve myself from them. And that's what's important. And that's what all of us need to know more of. So thank you, like I said, for taking the time to tune in. If you are ever struggling, please, I highly recommend check out www.mentalhealthhappyhour.com. I have a tab that I keep updated and Honestly, shout out to all of the people that have reached out to me to add different resources to it, but between crisis lines, text numbers, I mean, I have put so many resources on there if you ever need them. And if you have any resources for me to add, please email me. There's so many ways to contact me on the website. Please let me know. Also want to just throw out there too, if you ever have ideas for episodes or things you want to hear about, Please, I on the website too, you can comment and like send in podcast ideas. I have so many episodes I want to do for you guys, but that's the thing. If you guys have things that you want to hear now, I can start putting those in my list because I'm just going off of what I want to put out in public, you know? So yeah, let me know. Thank you guys so much. And yeah, I will be back.